The following content listens to Saweetie and doesn't give a fuck how you feel about it. Start the show. Tap, tap in. Just tap in. I love that shit. I don't even know what the fuck that is. You ever heard that shit? I'm old, dude. She sampled Blow the Whistle. That's how old I am when people are sampling Blow the Whistle. (laughs) First of all, sampling Blow the Whistle is a cheat code. It is. That is the cheat code. You Nobody cannot move to Blow the Whistle. Blow the Whistle is a cheat code in and of itself. Yeah, and they, they start off with short. Don't never stop if you want to be on top, bitch. That's my shit. What's my favorite word, bitch? Come on, man. Extra points. If, extra points if you if just now you said it like short at home. Bitch. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And my first pour was an unnecessarily strong pour, so we'll see where it goes from here. <laughs> um I guess I guess it goes without it. How was your week? <laughs> uh it was not actually it was kind of a wild week. Um Oh, that was a strong pour. Yeah, yeah, this was ooh, there was like an extra lap lap. Yep. <laughs> Uh, you know, busy week, um, day job shit, boring, blah, 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 but... Every day is Monday. It is what it, man. Like, Every day is Monday. Except for today. Except for today. Um, but, well, actually, when you're, when y'all are hearing this, this is Monday, so, disregard. Having said that, this is also a time for celebration. Why is that? I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to get my shit off too hard, but... Pause. Pause. But, um... Y'all really, y'all really showed up and bought this merch, man. That was a good day one. Y'all really care. Somebody bought some shit for the whole family. My boy, AA Ron. Oh man, that was shout wonderful. Out. Shout, shout out to AA Ron. Shout out to Banky. And when we went out and got and did and when we went out and updated in the middle of the day and said, oh by the way, oh we should also drop the the, the tanks, female and male tanks. Uh, people turned right around and said, oh, well, shit, let me go back and cop some. Yeah, so, you know. Y'all really took advantage. So, you know, quick shout out to Brandy, Terrence, Vanita, Andrea, Aaron, Sedina, Jermaine, Candace, Liz. Man. Others, I'm not going to put your whole names out there because I know y'all don't want to, you know, say appreciate y'all. Uh, y'all showed up and showed out. And guess what? Team Oz, I'm going to go ahead and make the announcement. Uh-oh. Y'all going to be happy, uh... Coming this uh, coming this Friday. Why is that? Because I believe this is still under the sale week. I don't know if it's the six or the seven. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we're gonna be premiering new shirts every week, every Friday, every Friday at least for the next month or two. Um, and guess what? Mm. Titty shirts are coming. Oh, titty shirts are coming this Friday. Oh. Uh, y'all asked for it. Here they come. Okay. In tanks, there will be titty tanks. Oh, we're doing that. Okay. <laughs> there will be, be titty tanks. There will be titty tees. There will be titty tees. Um, maybe there will be titty 
buttons and stickers. Let's do buttons and stickers. Okay. Why not? Uh, there will be titty merch. Uh, y'all wanted it. Here it comes. In unisex sizes, by the way. Also in unisex sizes. I think that Friday is still under the sale week. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if that's the sixth or the seventh that that expires for just and that's just the and that's just the regular unisex tees. Unfortunately, they did not show up and show out for the ladies. Um. I, I, we have to make that little caveat. I was a little sad about that. Yeah, yeah you know, there's there's a there's the woman tax we're all aware of. Y'all pay yeah, more man. for razors, deodorant. Yeah, man. And apparently, we, t-shirts. If it was up, if it was up to us, if it yeah. was up to us. Yeah. Um. But, um. Great first day one, really day one and day two for uh for tanks for for the shirts overall. Y'all cop some masks too. That's wonderful. Yeah, I, I really, I'm really glad that we're contributing to people's social distancing. Um, there should be no excuses. None. Wear a mask. We'll sell you a mask. Wear a mask. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna start start dropping the link every time I have to remind someone to wear a fucking mask. Every Monday, just drop the link. Drop the link. Um, there will be more uh, shirt designs that you guys like. Um, and we're going to get a little, we're going to get creative. There's going to be more, there's going to be more merch. There's going to be drinkware. There's going to be stickers. Mm. Um, uh, there's going to be, a, there's, there's going to be a bunch of shit. Um, and it's just going to, the, the website's going to look, I'm uh, not the website. The, the, the merch store is going to look a little different every time you look at it. Yes. Um, so please keep coming, keep getting your merch. Um, once COVID is over. There should be a lot to represent for the brand. I mean, you can represent now and represent for yourself. You know, when you when you're going to do your curbside pickup, show them what you're working with. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's going to ask what his opinions while black. You know. Um. So uh, we get and speaking. Of, well, I'm not going to make that announcement. One week at a time. Um. We're just going to go go ahead and get it started. I like to send flowers while people are here and i definitely want to send flowers to miss uh marsa uh marseille martin oh man um she's always holding it down for her to be what is she like 16 young and getting it i don't know that's uh 15 16 or something whatever age i've yeah um she's uh diane from blackish in case you're wondering who we're talking about um, I was going to butcher her name. 15. 15. I didn't know she was from Texas. What? Plano, Texas. Oh, Still shit. Texas. Oh, shit. Okay. We'll, we'll claim it for the purposes of this podcast. We will definitely claim Plano. We're fine with that. Um, she's actually doing a tiny talk show for Quibi. Uh, it will be the even the set will be one sixth the size of a normal talk show set. <laughs> I love this. I I love that Quibi is fully embracing their kookiness in the streaming world. Now, having said that, I'm still not. I'm still not paying for Quibi. Oh, I'm not. I'm not paying for Quibi. Fuck that. I'm waiting for Comcast or somebody to give me a free subscription. <laughs> Cause that's definitely how I got HBO Max. Cause I'm not on the, I'm not on my phone that much. Right? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not. I'm just not paying money for 15 minute anything. Yeah. Um, she is always somewhere slaying. 
And I'm not saying, and, I'm, and and just in case y'all want to get out there, I'm not trying to sexualize her. I'm not trying to. Oh no, any of that. She's, but she's getting it done. Fashion wise, she is holding it the fuck down. I've never seen her not killing it somewhere. And at the age of 15, it's it's amazing how much she's accomplished. And you know, you know that she's going to be. She's going to be something pretty, she's be pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, I. She's she's 15. She's not she's not even old enough to drive, and she's got an executive producer credit. Come a on, couple man. of executive producer credits. Come on, man. That's some shit, man. I'm 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 really I'm really proud to see young young black women inspired and holding it down. I hope because and what what does me proud is that. Just her existence alone tells me that there's another there's there's another young girl out there who wants to be this, mm-hmm. and that's the mentality I have when I do anything. When I do this podcast, I know somebody out there is saying to themselves, "If this nigga can do it, <laughs> I damn sure can do it." It depends on their tone. If they say like, "If this nigga can do right, it," right, <laughs> then we might have to have a talk. What you, you know, mean by this, nigga? If you think you, and I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you. Um, it, coming soon. If you think you can do it, and you you live in Houston, holler at me. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm putting the challenge out there. Okay. Um, I'll. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like a co-host. I. I will. I will produce you. Pod wars. It's, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I'll produce you. I'm trying to create beef out here when it's not necessary. You don't have to- civility in the, in the community. You know what I'm saying? Um, we'll be a supportive, not combative. That's my bad. Yeah, I, yeah. I will I, I will produce you. I'll produce you. I'll at least do a consult. I will not do it for free. The price has gone up. <laughs> the ratings the ratings have, have gone up in a way that I did not expect. So, <laughs> hey. let me just say, the price just went up. Can I just say, and I, and I know we don't talk really about, we don't talk about numbers. We don't talk about ratings for real. But I can say that we had a 50% increase over last month. That's a lot. Over the pre, that's that's a considerable jump. That's a lot of downloads. A lot of you motherfuckers are, t- are, are breaking the first and second rule of Fight Club. <laughs> and we accept that. And we love it. Keep doing it. Um, But yeah, so all that to say, um, it's good to be spreading. It's good to be spreading positivity, and that you two can get out here and be creative. You two can get out here and follow something that might end up being your passion. That might end up being you know something you can contribute to your community at large. And you know I, that's at, amazing. And at the very least, it could be a way for you to just blow off some steam and help focus on your mental health. Absolutely, 100%. This is definitely our therapy session. I originally started podcasting with another friend of mine just because we were both just kind of in a just a funky place. It just said we, we're just going to talk shit until we feel better. And um, and now this man's the man of a million podcasts. Yeah, you know, but only one that matters right now. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's Opinions While Black. Goddamn right. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Miss Martin. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing uh, great things from her. Still not paying for Quibi. Nope. Uh, Marseille, if you got a friends and family link, I, I <laughs> we got it. We we were you know here for it. Um, I, now I will say this: Quibi is definitely trying. They're definitely putting forth their best effort. Yeah. 
they are putting out some. They are putting out real deal content. They are. They have like a, a remake of the Fugitive. Fifteen minute remake of the Fugitive. That's you know with when Kiefer I, Sutherland. When I saw the commercial for that, I was like, oh, we're getting twenty four back. <laughs> Jack Bauer in this bitch. And then I saw it wasn't Jack Bauer in this bitch, and I was like, okay. I'm convinced Keith or something. I'm convinced he doesn't know the difference. Look, they just put a bulletproof vest on him. They just put one of them little yeah. SWAT vests on him and let him and let him rip. All you need to do is shut me up. It's just even if it's out of context, just say, "Damn it, Chloe!" And I'll be like, "Shh." <laughs> just have where him, do I sign up? Just have him randomly break somebody's neck. Yeah. Um, they had they did they did a remake of Most Dangerous Game. With Christoph Waltz, yeah, that's Christoph good. Waltz is on was on Quibi. Gotta get them checks with him and one of Hemsworths. Not Thor, I not assume. Thor, basically. Okay. I, other than that, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know one Hemsworth from, from the other. I know there's Thor, there's Little Thor, and there's like the littlest the, Thor. They're starring not Thor Hemsworth. That's that's their names. And then there's Dad Bod Thor from uh, <laughs> Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Speaking of dad bod, I just want to get this shit off real quick. So, I was watching on Netflix. You know, Zac Efron has this show, Down to Earth. Yeah. Have you watched any of this? No. Okay. I've seen the trailer. Zac Efron is on his is on his uh, holistic tip. Mm-hmm. On his kind of holistic Anthony Bourdain shit. When you're rich, you can do that, yeah. He has hooked up with one of these little health food gurus. Mm-hmm. Whose whose book never sold in the store? Hey. I remember when I was working, um, <laughs> and basically they go all around the world looking at how different countries do um, kind of superfoods and sustainable and sustainable living. It's dope, which is which is dope on its merits. But when you think about how Anthony Bourdain was out here in the world, it's a lot of it's a lot of health nut people making Zac Efron say whoa <laughs> and one of the criticisms we're talking about the dude from High School Musical right? yeah the dude from Baywatch right yes okay brothers all that shit neighbors yeah neighbors yeah okay um, and neighbors too neighbors too okay no bullshit and so one of the criticisms was that Zac Efron people on Twitter were saying he has a dad bod now which is just not the truth he just he he has body fat now. There's a difference. <laughs> he has body fat and yeah. he has hair on his and he has hair on his chest. Still in better shape than me. And he's in better shape than literally ninety percent of humanity. If that's a dad bod, I don't know what regular motherfuckers are gonna do. That's just wrong. Like having hair on your chest and having a and, and having a beard, a struggle beard now, is not dad bod at all. And he and there was an episode where he was eating with these. With, he was eating with this family in Italy, and he looked like he wanted to cry when he said, "I can't believe I'm eating carbs. I haven't had for years. I didn't eat carbs. Oh it's no, it's so good to have carbs. Oh no, carbs, not bread or not this thing specifically. Carbs. Also, fuck him." <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was crazy because, one, Zac Efron has basically come to the come to the conclusion that, like, being caught up in the Hollywood bullshit is just not conducive for anything. And I, I do appreciate the, about this current rendition of uh, Zac Efron. 
<laughs> and he was very like there were a couple of times when he you could tell it was kind of candid and off offbeat that he was very much like man I gotta get the fuck out of Hollywood I gotta I gotta have an extra strategy because Hollywood is not conducive to living just a just a happy healthy life where you're comfortable with yourself. Mm. Um, when Zac Efron, who has made more money being good-looking and white than maybe any other human being I've ever seen outside of Ben Affleck, says that Hollywood is bullshit, that's how we know something's up. Cool, let me fill in for you then. <laughs> real talk, real talk. I'll take all that money. I just need about there. three years of that bullshit and unhappiness. Just give me six months of that contract. Yeah. Um, humans ain't shit. Um... We gotta okay, so we're gonna talk about Black is King later. We gotta talk about the anti Bay Hive. Mm. Mm. The anti Bay Hive is getting out of control. We all know the Bay Hive is is off, right? We all know the Bay Hive is wild. Look, all hives, all hives, and all super fandoms have that quirk where they're just like you know for for normal well-adjusted people like ourselves who don't you know necessarily cape for people on that level it's a little weird for us it's, that, yeah, it's that, weird. that people just go that hard for people now having and having said that it the hives and stands they've all had different names over the years that did not start with beyonce that not start with beyonce it's not going to end with beyonce nope um but the the anti Beyonce people are getting to be more insufferable than they say the Beyonce people are. I always, when as a critic, as somebody who is a comic book critic and who is and who has been labeled an outspoken critic on social media, um, before, I always ask myself when I criticize a thing, am I joking? Are people going to understand the humor? And did anybody ask for this? Did anybody ask me? Mm-hmm. My, did anybody ask for me? Did anybody send for me? You're right. If the answer is no, sometimes I gotta shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. For for all the again, I'm I'm not a person that really cares about fandoms and things like that. My right. wife, my wife is a huge fan. She's part of a couple of hives and armies or whatever the fuck really? you want to call. Them. I'm I'm not gonna put the names on blast I, oh that's fine i just i wouldn't have guessed that but i respect her i respect her right to do so of course. and i don't criticize it i think because you're a good husband yeah uh, you know i do what i do <laughs> I, I need you to submit that in writing please <laughs> and sign and date it <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you where to send it um but the thing is the only thing worse than a hive is someone who's critical of other people who who are very enthusiastic about something and granted People get on the Bay Hive because the Bay Hive will come for you. However, the Bay Hive doesn't like proactively attack people. They don't have a meeting. They defend Beyonce. They're individuals who feel a way yeah. about some shit you said. They don't have meetings and say, let's get this guy. Right. So my thing is, if you don't fuck with him, you don't have anything to worry about. But there are people who get off, as, or as you say, you know, get the... You know they're they're Google AdSense war Google AdSense warriors. Tap dancing for them Google AdSense dollars. Yeah, and that's the only reason y'all are out like licking shots at them is because y'all want to get that, that y'all just want to get that little that little strike that little hit. Or you like or you like your likes, 
You're trying to keep your likes yeah. up and you're trying to stay current with whatever's hot. And Beyonce is going to be whatever's hot. Beyonce has become, Beyonce is elevated from being an entertainer to a cultural event. No matter how you feel about her work, no matter how you feel about what she's doing in or out of the community, Beyonce has become a cultural event. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, we're all going to talk about it. There is actually, I, I found that there is a very simple way to not be bothered by people's hives and by their armies. And that is to not pay attention to them. If you don't like something, don't consume it. You can, you know, because some of y'all, some of y'all out here hate watching and hate listening to shit. Facts. Just so you can have shit to say. This is always my example. I don't like Empire. I watched the first two episodes of Empire, mostly because it was a one night event. Mm-hmm. And I decided I didn't like Empire. And what did you do? I stopped watching it. <gasps> Forever. I stopped watching it. I've never watched another episode since. You didn't watch it so that you could talk shit about it? No. And you know, I'm, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't say that. I, I used to be guilty of doing that very thing. Oh, I did this shit for Smallville. Yeah, I used to watch shit just so I could have shit to talk about. I did this shit for Smallville. I was also in high school. Mm. Uh, and don't get me wrong. There have been times when the last few episodes of Power were happening... I watched them so I could get some jokes off, so I could get some jokes off because I have a platform. But I was honest about that. Yeah, I said I'm gonna watch. I'm, I'm gonna watch it just like you know. If you're just one of these mystery science theater people who just wants to watch some shit and get drunk and have a good time and get some jokes off, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Yep. But a lot of y'all ain't. This ain't that. Y'all are y'all watch and study just so y'all can be contrary. Some of y'all sat there and watched an hour. Blackest King is an hour and 30 minutes. Yes. So imagine sitting there for an hour and 30 minutes of, some, of something from an artist that you know you hate. Just so you can get your shit off. Just so you can talk shit about it. I would never sit through an hour and 30 minutes of anything I hated. Just for likes. That is clout chasing. That is nasty. That's peak nasty. It's it, I'm gonna go for it. it's goofy. Y'all some goofy niggas. Invest and and here's the thing. Every time you spend five, six, seven paragraphs on a fucking Facebook post talking about the shit you hate, you're doing a disservice to the shit you like. Yeah, because you're not giving it that same energy. I you're guarantee not. you're not. You're definitely not. And it's one thing to have a commentary if you feel like somebody's damaging the culture. Beyonce is an entertainer. Beyonce, Beyonce, it, it, Beyonce does good things out in the world that nobody talks about. But she hates the police. <laughs> right? Disregard me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and nobody ever talks about it. And it's taking away from things and artists that are probably lesser known that you like. Did you ever stop to think? And, and, and that's why I always say people always come at me. Well, you don't talk that much about the Bayhive because here's the thing. I understand why the Bayhive exists. The, the most important thing to understand is you can't criticize something without understanding the reason that it exists. I understand the Bayhive exists and came into being because there were people, usually non-black people, that had a lot of spicy misinformation to say about Beyonce. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of spicy shit 
from people that don't understand our culture, that don't understand um, the parts of our culture that Beyonce taps into, mm-hmm. um, that had a lot of shit to say. And that's one of those moments where gatekeeping is where gatekeeping is okay. When we're keeping people out that don't that don't need to have our names in their mouths, that's what the hive originally is for. Yep. Just in the same way that gangs were were originally to protect communities. Yeah. Now we can have a whole talk about how they went off, how they went to the left from there, but that's the reason they exist. And you have to and you have to understand that. Having said that. The reason you exist as an anti-Beyonce motherfucker is just because the Bayhive exists. That's all you got. Correct. So when there's no, so if there's no more Bayhive, then you have you have nothing else to be negative about. And then you got to struggle to find some more shit to hate. They probably want to struggle long. People like people like that like being miserable. That's true. Um. Oh, it's nasty and. Well, I'm always talking about content and how to and being a person of influence and creating content in the that that comments on pop culture. Just be yourself, bro. Just be yourself. It's not hard. There's somebody that wants to listen to you. Uh, okay, there's not. Okay, actually, some of y'all got podcast. No, no yeah. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna nope. do that. Nope. <laughs> not gonna do that. No. Nope. <laughs> Because, you know, I start thinking about, like, the Jason Whitlocks of the world. And I'm like, <laughs> actually, there's nobody that wants to hear that shit. Yeah, nobody so. wants to listen to Jason Whitlock. Nobody that we care about. The um, man who you can't... T- <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> the back of his neck looks like the front of his face. Like... <laughs> oh. This nigga has a nose and lips on the back of his head. You don't know which side to feed. So just his face looks like a Mr. Peanut tattoo. <laughs> Damn. All we're saying is don't be Jason Whitlock. Please. Because he's a, he's one of these people. Yeah. He just gets off on hating Colin Kaepernick and LeBron James. That's his thing. And nobody wants to be Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock don't want to be Jason Whitlock. I just, Jason Whitlock's hairline. <laughs> don't want to be Jason Whitlock. Hey. As as a person whose hairline is questionable on some days, I don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you do you 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 do things you do things that suit your hairline. Like Jason Whitlock, like cut that shit off. <laughs> Jason Whitlock, I don't even think he has a black barber. No, no. Jason Whitlock definitely goes to supercuts. Damn, visible changes, looking ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks yeah, it looks great, it looks great. Um. All I'm saying is, if you're not contributing anything genuine to the conversation, or if you only have something to say about these things when people are enjoying themselves, you're probably one of these people that need to shut the fuck up. Yep. You're. It's. It's entirely likely that you are a person that needs to chill the fuck out, uh, shut the fuck up, and find something else to do. It's very simple. And 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 let the let the beehive be. Just. Let the Bayhive be. Let Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter be. Um, cause when she send the motherfuckers after you, don't say shit. Mm, she got people. Song of the week. You don't have to whisper. You can tell. Hey, y'all yeah. go back to the room. <laughs> um, <laughs> as, as many times as they've been on this podcast. <laughs> 
Yes, the dogs have guest starred on this podcast many times. Uh, although it is commendable, Mrs. Randall is mad is is mad respectful for having two unruly niggas cutting up <laughs> in her house on a Sunday. <laughs> and not the dogs. She's talking he's talking about us. Definitely talking about <laughs> us. Um Song of the Week. Um let's do a little blood orange. Uh, Blood Blood Orange is, is pretty dope. They I I seen the, I got onto them because they were on. I guess it was season three of Insecure, the uh, oh the the baby shower episode. It wasn't this song, but yeah. it was the baby shower episode. Okay. Um, so this is Blood Orange featuring Diddy and uh, Tai Chi, uh, with Hope. It's a nice little vibe for a Sunday afternoon for, or for you guys on Monday morning. Go ahead and pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good show, man. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Yeah. Let's go.
but that I know how I really want to be loved. But I'm, but I'm like scared to really, really feel that. You know, it's like you want something, but you don't know if you can handle it. You give me that hope that, um, you know, maybe one day I get over my fears and and I receive. Blood Orange. Oh yeah. Featuring Diddy and Tay She. Um that's a that's a bop. That is a that's a vibe. Um listen guys, if you like if, if you're a Spotify listener and you like any of the music we're playing on Opinions While Black, uh any of my picks for Song of the Week, you definitely want to be a part of the Opinions While Black featured music playlist. Put put it in on Spotify just like that. Opinions While Black featured music. Um, we've been doing it for as long as we've been doing this podcast. So yes. There's tons of shit. Lots of it. Free National. Oh, damn. We do have Free National. Mm-hmm. Free Nationals. That whole album is a bop. Yep. Uh, Free National, Slum Village, Big Sean, um, Summer Walker, SWV. Etta Bond. Etta Bond. It, it ain't her. I don't hear that yeah. name enough. And more recently, like Madison McFerrin. Wale. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Most deaf. Not Tom Mish. Tom Mish. Man, Tom Mish is a whole vibe. All his shit is a whole vibe. Yep. I love when they come from across the pond and, and wreck it. And just wreck shit. I need, I, I need some new Adele content. Mm. Now that she's like rail thin. I was like, depending on how bad her relationship is. That man, that man, uh, that man got a payment out the ass. Like, mm-hmm. That was a million dollar little uh, divorce settlement. Let's go. Uh, so we know she got some shit to get off. <laughs> I think that was like a three million dollar payout. Mm. So we know she's going to get us shit off. And it caused her to lose a bunch of weight. Bruh. I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm not going to talk about anybody's weight loss or gain. I will say uh, you got you to gotta, you gotta do some adjustments facially around it because that unibrow... Has not aged well, well yeah. uh, in her weight loss. Um, so I'll just say that. But yeah, uh, Opinions While Black Feature Music Playlist, definitely follow it. We update it every week. Um, that's another one of those things we do just because we love you. Um, definitely before we get our shit off, we got to... Uh, it's sad. It's like every week now. It's a rest in peace section. Yeah, Malik B. from The Roots died. He did at the age of at the all too young age of forty seven. Damn, man! Uh, founding member of the Roots, legendary hip hop crew. Um, depending who you ask, there would be no Roots. Period. Yeah. Uh, there would be no like two or three of those albums without Malik being yeah, there. Yeah, de- definitely, definitely not like the first two. Um, you know, and it's 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 unfortunate. It's sad. Um, forty seven, man. Yeah. That's it's, fucking. 
crazy. Questlove had to find out on on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunately, you know, he he did not leave the group on good, or he was not removed from the group on good terms. Um, well, well, that's that's true. No, no, no yeah. that's true. I think outside of that, I think it was really just the fact that social media reacts so fast. Oh yeah. Because it was like, because I, somebody was telling me that they they were checking, they checked social media like 20, 30 minutes after the break, the story broke. And somebody was like, somebody was on Instagram, like, rest in peace, Malik B. And Questlove comments under goes, what the fuck? Yeah. And that's that's crazy to find out about somebody that is your bandmate and your man off of social media that's yeah that's wild man i i couldn't i couldn't imagine it um definitely prayers and thoughts and condolences to friends and family um quest Tariq, all them hope they hopefully they are finding a way to cope through all this shit is just crazy right now um and it's just only excavated by the COVID era so um uh. People, Hopefully everybody's finding some solace. Yeah, everybody take care of yourselves. Please um, God. Outside of outside of what's happening out there right now, like if you if you feel yourself giving in to your demons, please talk to someone. Um if you can't find professional help, at at the very least, talk to someone. Don't deal with none of this shit alone. Yeah. You don't deserve that. Although we drink every week, we, we don't drink to uh to medicate. Oh right. We drink because we're having a good time. Um, so with that said, who else died? Herman Cain died, but fuck him. Oh, fuck him. Fuck that. Um, look at the coon. <laughs> I just, look. Out here cooning for you. <laughs> look at the coon. Listen, listen. And I'm not, and look, I, I'm not saying that to speak ill of the dead. Having said that, I this is the same guy that said that COVID was fuck a hoax him. and sexually assaulted multiple women. So... You know, he can eat a black-owned dick. <laughs> he, he, he really can. <laughs> I'm just saying. And that, and this is a result of him catching COVID after telling everyone it's a hoax and not wearing masks at the fucking thing, at the Tulsa thing. I just remember that cheese-eating grin that he had while he was sitting there and old buddy in the red hat was was Daffy ducking around him. Oh, he thought, oh, he, he thought he was, he thought he was just so special getting his shit off. Out here cooning for you. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Herman Cain's passing was the first time that I realized that uh, Herman Cain was in fact not a poorly disguised Clarence Thomas. <laughs> uh, someone else said, when asked for comment, Marco Rubio replied, "R.I.P. Ben Carson." <laughs> Have we ever seen Herman Cain and Clarence Thomas in the same place at the same time? Um, not unless there was an underage woman around. Oh, okay. Shit. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 All right. There was a line. <laughs> <laughs> and I just supermaned over that old. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Man, two hours of this shit, they must like the line. They must like, <laughs> they, they must like it. Our shit jumped mm. up 50%, nigga. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, unless there's a chance to demean a black woman, not both of them are there at the same time. Probably not. You know what I'm saying? No. You know, it ain't fun. It ain't fun if the homie can't get none. So the male diamond and silk, ladies and gentlemen. 
The Coon Squad. Uh, oh boy. I'm oh, cooning we... for you. <laughs> we got a million of them. Mm. Um, but you know, um, so rest, uh, rest in piss. Rest in piss, Herbie Kane. <laughs> um, let's see what else is going on. You know what? We this story actually passed us by. We didn't talk about the fact that there's a drive-through strip club in Houston. <sighs> there's a drive-through strip club in Houston. I sh- and of course it's vivid. Why but- can't we just get rid of this COVID thing? You know, I, I can't get it. <laughs> I just yeah, don't we ain't never gonna get rid of this shit. We're trying so hard. We're not going out to. We're not gonna be able to go out to twenty twenty two. God, I hope I'm not twenty twenty two. What more can we do? Look, all I'm saying is the all I'm saying is we got there's some Marvel movies coming that have given me a reason to stay alive. Look, y'all, and y'all are fucking with my Marvel schedule. You're real talk. <laughs> I'm supposed to be talking about Black what, Widow, whatever the stinger scene is after Black Widow. I'm supposed to still be talking about that. I'm supposed, to be, man. We supposed to be getting our shit off about when is Blade coming? You know what I'm saying? We should have had a trailer for Eternals by now. But y'all want to have a fucking drive-through strip club? We should have uh, we should have a, a, some on-set photos of Mahershala Ali, you know, slaying the undead. Shang Chi should be done. Shang Chi should be in the can. We should be we should be looking for a Spider-Man appearance, right? For Spider-Man three, Shang Chi was supposed to come out in February, and we- Black Panther's supposed to be like next February. Y'all fucking all that up. Black Panther two was supposed to be next year. They fucking up. They're fucking up, bro. Do you know how long it's been since a Black Panther project? This is 2020. It was 2018. 2018. Yeah, yeah. A whole. We gotta wait a whole five years from from one Black Panther to the next. So y'all could pull up, put a parking lot tent up, and allow some cars to drive through, and look at not fully nude women women behind. A raggedy ass barricade. You can do this literally every weekend in New Orleans. Anywhere. How is it? Let me. Okay, so so here's where the pervert in me comes in. Analyzing this as a connoisseur, I don't like the strip club personally, but just saying, the pervert in me looks at this and wonders where the enjoyment is. The whole enjoyment of the strip club is that it's a sleazy thing. It's a dark place where you can sit somewhere. Nobody gives a fuck what your name is, unless you're—I mean, unless you're a ball player, or whatever. Nobody gives a fuck what your name is. You can sit. You can sit there, and a strip a, a stripper can put their actual ass in your face for a nominal fee. Yeah, a negotiable fee sometimes, and sometimes negotiable. And you can sit there and have a good time and have a good time with this person. And get drunk. What is the allure of just driving by, staring at ass while you're paying attention to the road? You know what I'm saying? And you're a solid six to eight feet away. You can't even see the C-section scars from there. Bruh. You got 5% tint in your window. They got like, a mask on. That ain't, that yeah. ain't kinky. You can't, see if that, you can't see if that thing fed. Well, let me shut up. You can't eat. now if you can from that I, distance. I mean, if you, I mean, if you can, you a beast. Um, but and you got to pay attention to not crash into the car in front of you. I'm looking at this picture. You driving over other people's money. Look at this, this shit. This is pulled up in slabs. That's what I'm saying. This looks like this looks like a gas station car wash. 
where you just kind of drive through and as you go through each station like there's just a different ass in your face and you just kind of it's almost like a carnival game you just throw a, a stack of ones at the ass and keep going i don't feel like i'm getting my dollar my, my few dollars worth just drive drive by tossing it and then you gotta ball it up a little bit to throw it that's demeaning to the stripper the fuck is going on, man? man it, it, and and that that goes into what we've been saying about this whole reopening thing. Is any of this pleasing to y'all? Please, if this if anybody finds the drive-through strip club pleasing, please hit us at opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. And mark that shit is important because I need to read that shit. Real talk. I need to be the. I, I need to see that shit. I ain't give you the password to that shit. No, you good. Okay, just forward it to me. <laughs> Because <laughs> yes. that that would just be another password for me. That's okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. This I don't. The, the enjoyment there is definitely lessened. It's definitely trying too hard. The stripper's just, looking at the camera, not even looking at the car. Ain't bro. even paying attention to you. Like you hitting I need her in the side. Stripper to be paying attention to me. You're already hitting her in the side of the head with the ones. Like right. just at least make eye contact so she can get hit in the face with the ones. I need Charmaine to be in the fantasy with yeah. me. Because I only got 12 seconds before Bruh. the car behind me starts honking. Bruh, I don't even get, I gotta drop, I don't even get a whole song. Hey, my nigga, keep moving on, my nigga. We back here, though, dog. You blocking the way. And then, and then according to the article, uh, this is according to Click2 Houston, um, the club has a menu featuring pizza, nachos, burgers, chicken sandwiches, jalapeno poppers, and more. So that means at the end of this, they're going to hand me my food. I have to drive out of the fucking tent pole because other people trying to see their 12 seconds of ass. <laughs> now I got to eat my now I got to eat my nasty ass pizza in the in the parking lot. Right. By myself. This is the most de- this sounds like the most depressing shit of all time. When you're in a strip club and you and you there just eating the food, you don't feel so bad because there's a lot going on and nobody's really paying attention to you. Ain't no ass in the parking lot. None. Y'all ain't got nobody to pay attention to but each other. I don't need people paying attention to me being in the strip club. Bro. That's gross. You know, it's like that's like people going to the little uh peep show joint. And they got a. And what if there was like a waiting room in the peep show joint? Ooh, ass niggas just 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 oh, sitting there man. waiting their turn, looking at each other. That would be awkward. You got a smoke, bro? No, I ain't got it, man. Hey, you got you got change for five? Yeah, here you go, bro. Here hey, man, you been you been here before, man? Who you, who you here to see? Shit, I don't know, man. Summer, summer. What's what she what's she talking about? Yeah, summer got that tattoo on the on the on the end of her thigh. Oh shit, you know for saying? real? I think that's I think that's my I think that's my nigga. He in prison now though. Shit, I, I got a baby mom's name, Summer. Oh, she, I ain't see, seen her though, man. Is the tattoo like on the left quad? Left, left, bro. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit, my bad, bro. Damn, man, that's my baby mom's dog. Oh, but see now I can't I can't throw this rack at her. <laughs> Cause you I'm, see, you I'm, see the awkward shit you're getting into now? I'm three months behind on child support. If I throw this rack at her, she gonna know what's up, man. I appreciate the lookout, bro. Man, see, this is just stay home, y'all. This was another episode of Nigga Peace Theater. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by the campaign to get you niggas to stay the fuck home. <laughs> Please stay home. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Drive through strip club, my nigga. 
Um, what else is going on? Oh, did you get a new Brandy album? I didn't. Uh, that's fair. I'm not the Brandy can sing. I'm I'm just not the biggest Brandy person. I, I didn't make time for it. So my thing is, so I am a Brandy stan. Okay. I've been a Brandy stan at least since I was 12 years old. Um, you know, everybody has that one celebrity that they fight a nigga over, like, 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 like they, like that's their job. Mm-hmm. Brandy Rayana Norwood is definitely in that list for me. It's a short list. Brandy's at the top of it. Can't nobody say shit bad about Brandy to me. Brandy's still the vocal bible. Um, I've I've heard and know just about every album. Um, this new one after an eight after an eight year break, I can say that I don't think it's a bad. I don't think I don't know that it's a bad album. There were good songs, okay, and of course the production and the execution was great. I don't know how it came together for me as a cohesive album project mm. okay um i think my problem is some of the content felt to me like brandy was and she definitely said she was gonna it was gonna be a little more mature and that she was gonna get some life shit off oh she's gonna talk about fucking then well yeah okay and i i think i don't want to hear toxic brandy it wasn't necessarily all the way toxic like like we usually talk about on this show. But for Brandy, that even in her adulthood, even in her motherhood, was still kind of not necessarily wholesome, but she just didn't have to resort to the toxic shit. You just if you're gonna do it, you gotta go full Janae Aiko. And and we already got that. And right, let them let them young kids do that. Brandy is one of those timeless artists where we are we are very comfortable with her just doing what she does. It's not broken, don't try to fix it. Um. So on that front, I wished for more. I can still, but I can still jam this album. Um, but with that said, there's also Ray J. Well, uh, yeah, everybody got that toxic part of the family. Mm. Um, Ray J is producing. Uh, you know, you know, we talked in an episode about Ray J doing the conversation. Mm-hmm. So Ray J produce is now executive producer of the of the conversation series and another couple from love and hip-hop a1 and uh uh, lyrica who is another married couple from love and hip-hop they're having their conversation and i told you at the beginning ray j had his homeboys back there egging him on before he went out ray j is the homeboy egging this nigga on come on man Love, that's the thing I love about reality TV is that there are never good wholesome niggas giving out advice ever. Papoose, Papoose is the Papoose is the black love wholesome nigga of love and hip hop of reality TV. Scary too, like he's and, and he's genuine. He's really like man, you just you gotta you gotta believe in that woman. And you gotta trust that you gotta trust that woman. That's what marriage is about. You gotta trust that. That, that that woman wants what's best for you. And also, Papoose got to say that shit because Remy Ma will whoop his beat ass. the brakes off of this nigga. She will beat the fitted off that nigga. She looks like she's <laughs> six inches taller than this nigga. Turn his fitted to a snapback. The, the, the black god of chopped cheeses. <laughs> 
Shout out to shout out to Remy Ma, man. Um. Anyway, but yeah. So yeah, she's so yeah. Ray J is that nigga now. Mm. He's the nigga that you take advice from on reality TV that you shouldn't be taking advice from. And none of this surprises me, which is the funny part. The funniest part is they. The funniest part is part of the problem with A One and Lyrica. I don't expect you to know anything about this, but right. their their parents, their 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 mothers, are part of their problem. Is that every time they fall out, their mothers have to be their representative and fall out with each other, and their mothers have come on, and now they gonna fight. I want to see a I want to see a reality TV show about them motherfuckers. I want to see that. I want to see. I want to see the the old black woman version of grumpy old men. You remember when Walter Lim, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon were just cutting each other yeah. up for two hours? Yeah. I want that. <laughs> old black women can cut each other up like nobody's fucking business. Mm. I want that reality TV show. Um. Anyway. Anyway, that's my little reality TV report. Um. Black is king. Amen. Did you watch Black is King? Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I watched about half of it just because I was yeah. I was uh, still kind of in the middle of doing other things. Um, I, but you know, I, I think I watched enough to get the gist of what's what's going on there. I gotta say, I'm I'm not I'm not mad. Um, I'm not mad at, at what she accomplished by doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, creating a quote unquote visual album. Yeah, and having the Disney cha- the no, sorry, not the Disney Channel, Disney Plus as a distribution what? means you know that that says a lot about her artistry. Um, and and I mean musically, it's it's the music from Lion King, Lion right? King. But but seeing it presented in a different in a different format, I think is kind of the the, the really intriguing part about it. Uh, very well produced. I thought it was very well done. Visually stunning. Uh, she has a style that that seems more like a series of moving portraits than anything. God, yeah, I agree. And um, you know, it, it 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 was very Solange to me. I I got that vibe too. Yeah, um, but you know, that's all family, so they got the right to they got the right to be that way. And it, it was it definitely highlighted a lot of uh, African artists. Um, a lot of afro a lot of afro beats and they were not shy about putting those artists and those those aesthetics from mm-hmm. those artists in the forefront right um i never felt like beyonce was 100% centered in this in this in this work and and i think that, and i think that's the way that it should have been um so a lot of the criticism about about her exploiting african culture or whatever that nobody had shit to say about when black panther came out or when the lion king came out with this exact same music you niggas were head to toe in kente cloth for the black panther premiere doing wakanda forever all over the goddamn place have a bitch ass thing to say about it but but that's the problem that's the other problem with the commentary is that nothing's ever a problem until beyonce does it Jadena does this exact same shit, and not not as well, not nearly as well. Not sonically, uh, sonically, it's pretty good. It's not up to Beyonce par. Uh, I will I will reserve most comment about Jadena. <laughs> um, I, but, but I understand what you're saying. You know, it just it's never a problem until Beyonce does it. Rihanna doesn't. Uh, Rihanna doesn't get a 
fifth of the of the shit that Beyonce gets about anything. Like, what do y'all? What is, what is it that y'all want Beyonce to do exactly? What do y'all want her to be? The, and it doesn't matter because she's she, not gonna be that. All right, she's gonna be whatever the fuck she wants to be. What do y'all want Beyonce to be? Because asking one person to be all things to all black people is goofy. Um, I don't understand what y'all get from that. Um, and I think in this case, it's it's problematic to ask for one one artist. It's it's problematic to ask for artists of color to pander to every social matter to pander to every political matter and to be everything in those in those lanes while still be being entertaining she because white people don't yeah she didn't pander from the jump because the name of that bitch is black is king exactly so that just lets you know right off the bat if if you're gonna hate me you're just gonna hate me off the title alone what was the last seminal political visual artwork that Mark Wahlberg did. The movie about the Boston Marathon? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, y'all don't, we don't have, I always say, if you're going to have these complaints, you need to have these complaints for the white counterparts. Yeah. And y'all don't. Because white people, white people can always entertain just to entertain and get their shit off, and they're not raked over the coals for it. You know, I think at this point, if you if you hold certain expectations of Beyonce to live up to your philanthropic or charitable expectations, then you haven't been paying attention. I mean, just because she's not out there throwing fucking telethons every other week like some people. I, I just I did a simple Google search and I'm not even going to list the names. One, a, a simple Google, Google, Google search. search gave about three dozen different charities and foundations that she's either supported or created herself. Um, and I, I'm looking at this list and I, I still know of another five or six more that aren't even on this list. We'll talk. So, you know, she can't save the entire country. No continent, continent. of Africa. I, and guess what? All the people that want her to cure all of Africa's woes are all people that have cured zero of Africa's woes. <laughs> no Africa's have, they have saved no Africa's whatsoever. Um, so y'all can shut the fuck up right there. I think Black is King was brilliant. Um, it was, like I say, it was, it was visual, it was visually pleasing while saying something affirming. Yep. Um, it was visually pleasing while the music jammed. It was, it was a lot. And let me tell you something, as somebody that looks at a lot of visual art that's very in, that's very in the that's very in those creative lanes. This wasn't no humdrum shit. No, not by any standard. And let me tell you something else on a on a, on a related but unrelated topic. I was I was never attracted to Beyonce growing up because I mean it's a lot of attractive women in Houston. True, it's a lot of attractive women in Houston. Very true. Um, that and I was always more attracted to Kelly. That's just more my type. I mean, there's an argument to be had there. Um, it's a valid, valid statement. I acknowledge Beyonce's beauty. I acknowledge that she's gorgeous, but that just wasn't my type of gorgeous and wasn't the type of women that I normally go after. Having said that, 
Be grown woman Beyonce looks good on her. Looks fucking man Beyonce. Grown woman Beyonce can get it. Post pregnancy Beyonce <laughs> with 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 big titties and hips can get it. Mm. That's my chauvinistic moment for the for the for the podcast. Hey, I got called a fucking. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get too into it, but I definitely on Facebook got called a fucking chauvinist what? over making a over making a joke because I'm I'm not gonna get into the whole thing. But she didn't understand. That I was definitely making a satirical joke about some goofy shit that someone else said. You know, some people some people are just policing you for every statement that you make so that they can label you something. Everything and, and, and everybody else got the joke and jumped on her and was like, "What the." fuck are you talking about some people don't understand sarcasm and they just feel like every word that you come out has to be it cannot nothing can be ironic nothing can be sarcastic shut the fuck up and and that's my thing what are you following me for because i don't add anybody on facebook instagram maybe instagram definitely uh twitter definitely i don't add anybody on facebook so you came to my shit they're definitely on the same they're, they're the same kind of shit the same kind of people that hate the Bayhive. real talk real talk it just want to be miserable. Um, what else in content happened? Michelle Obama's podcast. Mm. Uh, did you listen to Michelle Obama podcast? I haven't gotten a chance to yet because it's something that I actually want to devote undivided attention to. It deserves that, and 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 I would definitely like to hear your thoughts on air once you get to it. Coming this week. Um, so um, the Michelle Obama podcast sounds like it's just going to basically be her bringing in people that she knows personally that that um she's had she's clearly had in-depth conversations with outside of uh podcasting Mm. um right off of the you know what they and they suckered me in right away right off the bat because um they had you know they had some candid kind of riffing back and forth before before the theme music starts which i always love who was riffing um her and barack Barack was the first. He uh, was the first one, of course. First, of course, you got to be. You got to show up for your woman. Take that, Jada and Will. <laughs> Black table talk. And I know that factored in. I know it did. <laughs> and so they cut up a little bit, and then it goes to uh, the theme song, which we played on here, which is "Black Truck" by Mareba. Mm. Um, I, you know, I love that Michelle loves Ninth. Hey, Michelle's a Ninth Wonder fan. Rumble, young man, rumble. Um, and so it was definitely a talk about, it didn't get too political, but it definitely, it definitely went over kind of how they grew up and the social climate of how they grew up versus the social climate of today Mm. and them kind of trying to understand the, the connect and the disconnect. There are going to be some shits that black people don't like this, that, that was said. I already saw some criticism about the fact that Barack said that, he said that people know more, young voters know more about their cereal that they eat than they know about how government works. And that was already, that's already been taken out of context. But it's also true. It's also true. Um, they were having a talk about marketing and that yeah. the one fault of government is that they don't have a marketing budget. Mm. And what was meant by that was that... Um, they don't ha- is that 
your average person can name a million things that is wrong with government, which are which is a hundred percent valid. You should always express that because you pay taxes. Mm-hmm. But also can't name the ways that government works for the average person that and the thing and and the things and the services that government keeps going. Ah, okay. So they they just don't have the they don't have the marketing budget to really talk about the actual dope shit that they do. Exactly, and that's part of what lost the election uh, for the Democrats. Honestly, then this has been a criticism of the Democrats for years. Is that. They came off of ha- uh, they came off of eight years of Barack Obama, mm-hmm. which who people loved, who can do no wrong, which is why Michelle has a podcast, and they couldn't sell the American voter on not voting for Donald Trump, and how Donald Trump is the antithesis of everything Barack stood for. And if you want to keep that same energy going, you need to go this way. Maybe not this person. Maybe this person isn't necessarily isn't necessarily the the next Barack Obama, which she isn't, which she wasn't. But if you want to see a lot of things that Barack Obama did die, let Trump get in office. So you and sure enough, they did, and a lot of shit that he stood for is dying. So basically, you're saying they need a hype man. Government needs a hype man. I understand that they need a good old fashioned flavor flave. Just not as problematic. Not remotely as problematic. Okay. Even though sometimes I think that's what the Democrats... I think the Democrats, sometimes they need a fucking lunatic. I don't think they need the lunatic that's running this year. I'm like, like, they got Biden. I don't think they need that one. You kind of don't get what you... You know, like... You gotta watch what you say. That's true. The Republicans didn't exactly choose Trump. Yeah. Trump, honestly, I don't think chose Trump. He didn't. Um, but I think there was a lot of there was a lot of good there was a lot of good talks about kind of the disconnect between generationally and between how relationships between people work. Um, there was a lot of good talks about just what is lacking now and what was lacking then, to be honest, because we don't have those talks either. We hold we hold olden times to a certain standard, and there was shit there there was bullshit going on then. Absolutely. Um, so I think it was a good talk between a, a a husband and wife. I think it's affirming. I don't think I think it's meant to be a little light. I don't think it's meant to change public policy. I think it's in, I think it's entertaining while asking some good questions. I wonder if she's getting paid more than Joe Rogan. Yes, I hope so. God, I hope so. I see she's trying to come after our numbers now. You know what I'm saying? See now we've been doing this for too long, Shelly. See, and that's and that's part of my problem is that people that come in with their built-in you know audience, you know what I'm saying? That come in with their built-in following. Never mind that Michelle sold the most, has broken records with her fucking book, and you you're coming in with that audience. But what what about her T-shirt? So she ain't got what that the merch like she do. What the merch do, nigga? Watch, I have one next week. We just be like, man. Well, one that means she listens to this podcast, yeah, yeah. and now I now I have to go back and and backpedal a lot of shit. A lot of shit. I got to go back and like re-edit some more. <laughs> I have said Michelle Obama could get it like seventeen million times on this yeah, podcast, yeah. and you just said it again. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, but I'm glad she's got a podcast. I'm looking forward to who's up next. Um, you know, Oprah's coming one of these days. 
Man, I am so not looking forward to it. Uh, She's she going to have Oprah on there and shut down Spotify. Oprah is just not as engaging, and she's still going to kill this shit. Yeah. I already see it. Um, What else is going on? Oh, here's a great story. <laughs> well, it's not great, but... So, this woman in, this woman in Connecticut, an orthodontist. Only orthodontists just be up in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, stabbed her ex-fiance's girlfriend in the neck. Hmm? And then when the cops showed up, claimed that she was giving, she was rendering medical aid as a good Samaritan. Now this is according to the New York Post, so you gotta take this with a grain of salt. A Connecticut orthodontist stabbed her ex-fiance's girlfriend in the neck in Westchester County and then claimed she was a good Samaritan when the cops showed up, according to the police. Alika Crew, 41, who works out of a high-end Stanford dental office, allegedly hid in the back of the victim's SUV on Tuesday morning and jumped up and stabbed her while she was driving on Hillendale Drive in New Rochelle. Upon arrival, officers located a 30-year-old female victim with a deep puncture wound to the left side of her neck, New Rochelle Captain Cosmo Costa said in a press release. Also located at the scene was Alika Crew age 41 of this city, who was rendering medical aid to the victim and claimed to be a good Samaritan. How did that work? You no, gotta, I don't even need to know how that worked. You, you gotta kind of appreciate the audacity, though. Shut up, bitch. You better not say shit. You better not say shit. Nigga. You, 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 say, you say something. I can't say shit because you stabbed me in the fucking neck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start there. Now, let me just say, just for the record... People getting stabbed is not funny. It is not funny. Hiding out and pretending that you are a good Samaritan, that you are rescuing this woman that you just stabbed, is funny. Is fucking hilarious. Where is the fiancé during all this? There's no statement from the fiancé. You know, he's just like, man, I was just at work, man. What the fuck? How you get how you get home from work and you find out and when you find out your girl ain't home and you turn on the news and you get you, your shit blowing up your text message is blowing up hey bro look at your girl look at your girl you might want to you might want to delete some text <laughs> might want to delete some hey, text my nigga because you know when she comes out of the ICU. <laughs> she's going through all your shit it's about to be on and popping bro all your shit. That's what happens when you don't let in that phone. All that shit. Boy, it's on and popping. Man, look. $250,000 bail. That's how I know she's an orthodontist. Damn. They they looked at her income and said $250,000, bitch. You got it. Damn. Yep, sure did. Yeah, she did that. Bro, Hit the pockets, nigga. He, I hope it was worth it. He knows how to pick them. Man. That was a $250,000 neck stab, and that nigga's paying for it. Oh, he's oh, he's paying for it for life. That nigga's paying. <laughs> that is coming out of that nigga's pocket. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. That's, 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 the, that's the good Samaritan. She has perfect teeth. She does. That forehead tells me the pussy's good. Um... Big foreheads are usually big foreheads are usually a sign of good pussy. I'm just saying. And, and just for context, just for context on the big forehead thing, Drake was recently seen just randomly showing up and hanging out with Rihanna's family without Rihanna there. 
That nigga's still on that shit. That's how good the big forehead pussy is. I'm just telling you. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm just the messenger. Until you get stabbed in the neck. <laughs> but if it's so good, why is he not with her anymore? That's true too. That's true too. No, no. This is no, no. That's the. That was the current. Oh, that's the one that got stabbed. No, no. The current stabbed the ex fiance. Which one? Oh, the current stabbed the ex. Yes. And yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so the for, the big forehead is a current one. Yes. Okay. That's a problem. Okay. That's a problem, nigga. Okay. Yeah. So she definitely saw something in the DMs that he's gonna have to explain later. They, okay. He was dumb enough to follow them both on social media. Ooh. See, bro, that's one. That's one heart eyes emoji too much. Really, real talk. You mm. liking all her shit for? Mm. You don't like none of her food. You just like the you just like the trap picks. Mm. Oh man, yeah, it's all in popping. Um, well, hopefully she pulls through. Hopefully he pulls through. I don't foresee that happening. Yeah, but hopefully he pulls through. Nah, it's, it's a wrap. Um, Netflix acquired a bunch of black shows. Good for them. Um, I know off the top of my head. Let's see. The Parkers, Moesha, uh, Half and Half, Sister Sister, and shit Sis- like Sister Sister. Oh, so like all the nineties. Yeah. Okay. All Basically. the nineties. Black girlfriends. Yeah. Oh. I didn't watch. I'm not gonna lie to you. When you when UPN started trying to force a bunch of black shit, I wasn't watching a lot of that shit. I watched Moesha definitely up until Ray J showed up. I watched. I did not watch the Parkers. I probably watched mm-hmm. some of Girlfriends. I watched a little bit of Girlfriends occasionally, because all those women were attractive. I was a fully realized adult by that time. Ah, got you. Yeah, you're right. That was that was definitely not in your range. Yeah, so I wasn't. I wasn't really fucking with that. Um, but but I'm, I'm, a, I'm familiar with them. Um, I think all of us is in there too. Damn. It's an interesting time for all of us, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> interesting time for the Will Smith story to show up on Netflix. Mm. Especially, wasn't that Dwayne Martin? That was Dwayne Martin. Damn. Ooh. It's getting messy out here. Oh. Tisha gonna have some shit to say. I already know. One of these nights like, she's gonna get drunk. I already know. She's gonna have some shit to say on Twitter. We got, um, we got to meet Tisha Campbell and get her drunk. We'll do what? We got to meet her one day and get her drunk. Man, she she would have to come on the podcast, most definitely. Oh my god! Also, the fact that she's still she's still fine. Yep. Um, what else is going on? Um, HBO donated one million dollars to students pursuing entertainment careers at Howard. That's dope. That's amazing. I I I love part of this. Now I know people are very shaky on the fact that black is marketable right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to lie to you. I love it. I love uh, because get in on it while you can, because now they're cutting checks. Yeah. Shut the, just cut the check. Cut the check. Just cut the check. Hey, I just received some very important news. Okay. Transformers War of Cybertron came out on Netflix this weekend. Oh, word? Yes. Oh, I got to catch that shit. 
I gotta catch up on a few shits on the I I still have not finished season one of the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, season two just dropped. Yeah, and, I gotta I gotta catch all that shit. And it's dope so far. Transformers, man, my God. Um Spoiler alert, I hold I heard that Optimus Prime is still getting his ass kicked. Bro <laughs> Optimus Prime gotta be the worst leader Damn. ever. Dog. Like Okay, he, no no no. So Optimus Prime is a good leader. I'm just tired of them jumping this nigga. Here's my thing, though. You a robot, right? Yeah. Just upgrade yourself so you don't get your ass whooped. Well, I mean, that's what happens in the third act of all these movies. This nigga, has, this nigga got a jet plane on his back. I mean, Big just, ass sword. The first time I get my ass whooped, I'm like, all right, man. Let I'm me, never getting my ass whooped let again. Me, let me stock up on all this real shit now. See, the problem is they always jump in this nigga. Yeah. That's the only way they can handle him. Because in the old one, he, he stayed whooping Megatron's ass. He ain't got no people, though, man. Megatron would turn into a gun. He had to wait on somebody to hold him. Where where his people at, though, man? Why Optimus always getting jumped? Because Bumblebee always trying to flex for the gram, dog. You see, Bumblebee got a movie now. You can't tell him shit. You, saw, you can tell Transformers from the north side, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they ain't got no loyalty at all, man. Good, bro. You know, Bumblebee didn't come up, so, you know, he think he too good and shit. Yeah, he ain't even talk no more. He's just like, mm. Back up, Bumblebee. Man, fuck you, Optimus. A grown-ass man. Shit. Why you Why you look like I a bullshit? Like, I feel like you niggas disrespecting because I'm a fucking why you, BW uh, so bug, why, bitch. Why you got your engine in the back and your trunk in the front, though, nigga? Man, suck my dick, Optimus. How about that? Shit. <laughs> Wait till uh, I upgrade to this Camaro on your ass. Yeah. Ooh. Quit bringing, these, quit bringing these little kids around. How about that? Yeah. Tired of, you know tired of getting these little motherfuckers rise. Don't none of them go to college. None of them got no fucking job. Everybody chose their own name, and your ass chose Bumblebee. Tired of Shia LaBeouf, man. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Shit, nigga, we came out the factory. They said, what's your name? I said, Optimus Prime. Your ass came out. You're like, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Nigga, sit your ass Fuck down. Nigga. Sit your ass down, nigga. Megatron gets, star, gets a star scream. I get a fucking Bumblebee in this bitch. That's why you ain't going no fucking where. Shockwave, what the fuck you laughing at? You a goddamn cassette player, nigga. <laughs> it's the year 2020. <laughs> the fuck you gonna do now? <laughs> Who the fuck you hiding from as a cassette player, nigga? <laughs> oh, this has been nigga piece theater. Oh, double A battery need next. <laughs> Shit. Uh, oh, man. Don't, okay. don't make me have to take the batteries out and rub them together and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Put batteries in the freezer just so... <laughs> Just so shockwave to show up for work. You know what I'm saying? He got, oh. the, he got the little bird thing stuck in his tape deck because his batteries ran out. Making the, make, trying to make the batteries last yeah. an extra week. Quit being cheap, Megatron. Shit. <laughs> oh, man. So y'all don't have to watch the series now. We just <laughs> gave it to <laughs> you. Um, uh, what, oh, there was one more thing. Oh, there was one more thing that's not on here. Yeah, I, I completely, I completely threw the whole shit off. That, that's man, that's fine. That uh, oh, uh, oh. Also, Ryan Reynolds has launched the Group Effort Initiative. Uh, right. This is according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, a self-financed diversity and inclusion program that aims to give people of color a chance to work on and learn on the actors' productions. Mm-hmm. So basically, he would take ten or twenty people that are either black or indigenous, or you know of color. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they would he would give them real life experiences, interns. Um, it's paid. Mm. Important. If, if that is very important about internships. The new recruits will be paid and housed out of Reynolds' own salary. Mm. So I get a place to stay too. Mm. 
and will spend their days on set learning from professionals with the goal that their learning will act as a springboard to another job, creating a domino effect that places them on a path uh, for a career in the film industry. You know, Ryan Reynolds doesn't get enough credit. He, Ryan Reynolds is a cool dude. He seems like it, yeah. You don't hear about him saying a lot of spicy shit. You don't hear you you never hear about him well uh, not getting the idea about some shit. That's very true. Um, you never hear about him being super problematic. This man stays to himself with his fine ass wife Blake Lively. Yep, and um, trolls the shit out of Hugh Jackman. Which hey, who doesn't want to troll the shit out of Hugh? Jackman? Who doesn't? Who needs to be in their fifties looking that good? Fuck him. Fuck Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Real talk. I say that. I say that because I, I haven't gotten a workout in today. <laughs> uh, at the end of the evening, I feel like I can fight a dinosaur. So don't, don't get me started. Um, according to Reynolds, he says, I've had a front row seat to the immense talent of so many artisans, storytellers, and experts. Being a member of a film crew is a special experience, but that privilege hasn't been extended to everyone. There's a ton of untapped talent out there. This action is the right thing to do, but it's worth noting that inclusivity inclusive inclusivity excuse me will also make our industry stronger and more dynamic yes we will tell better stories yes that's wonderful absolutely that's the right answer that is period what else can you ask for that's the right fucking answer that's what happens that's what happens when you mind your own fucking business drink water work out and Fuck Blake Lively. It's that easy, yo. It's that easy. That's all you have to do. <laughs> all you have to do is fuck Blake, Blake Lively. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine why someone called me a chauvinist. Um, <laughs> we'll be right back with more foolishness and fuckery. Is list. wanting to fuck women... Uh, uh, okay, my wife is gone. Is wanting to... <laughs> is wanting to fuck women considered chauvinism? Like... That was my problem with the original argument earlier this week. Like, what are you supposed to say? Like, are you not supposed to express your affinity for wanting to have sexual relations with people that you're attracted to? You're not insulting them. At all. And I'm not objectifying either. At all. Because I appreciate, because I, because I definitely appreciate people's intellectual content and intellectual value. Yes. Or else I wouldn't even fucking talk to you. Correct. So I don't understand what the problem is. Because look, if you're a feminist, I don't have a problem with you saying that you want to fuck um, uh, fucking, I don't know who they Michael B. Jordan Michael or somebody. B. Jordan, all that shit goes out the window when Michael B. Jordan show up. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure whoever criticized you is going, ooh, zaddy, at least one time. I guarantee, I guarantee they got a hey auntie uh, fucking uh, screen grab on their shit. I know they do. He can hey auntie me. Hmm. Fuck out of it. Anyway, <laughs> before I get my shit off there, uh, we'll be back with more uh, foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black Sober Conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we're back. We're black. Man. We're opinionated, and I think we're a little drunk. Look, y'all, <laughs> be glad y'all don't hear these little interstitial conversations, man. 
man, I, you know what? Facebook, and it's only in, in, in force. Facebook is wild. And I was really about to start an Opinions Wild Black, like, group. You know, like, click the comments as. Mm-hmm. But... I'm not ready for that level of stress. That might not be a good idea. I'm not. I, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready to tell that many people to suck a dick. Just off of the conversations that I've had this week, I'm not ready for that. Um, it's time for white people must be stopped. Skirt, skirt. Um, this is, this doesn't even need to be a long one. Twitter shut down David Duke's account. Finally, just now. Yeah. Uh, can't imagine what he said to take them over the top. There, it, it, apparently, there wasn't even like a particular incident or a particular like moment. They just got sick of his shit. They was just like, you know what, man. So basically, the same shit that they're gonna do like a week after Trump is out of office. They're gonna be like, man, bro, you know what? Just fuck this. Oh, you know, they, you know, they cutting his shit right the like, fuck, fuck off. They cutting his lights off, bro. Like, they can't wait <laughs> until Trump doesn't fucking matter anymore to cut his shit off. Because once, once he's out of power, the yeah. MAGA people aren't going to be as strong. Yeah. I already see it. And he's, you know... His he, mind has devolved to a point where he's not even worth giving TV time. He's actually said worse shit than David Duke. You know you know what? He's actually supposed to be on an Axios interview. I might actually watch that. Nope. Cause not, for, not for him, but the Axios people, they look... You can see they be visually frustrated... <laughs> When they talk to those people, especially yeah. the British guy, he looks genuinely, fr- he looks like his head is going to fucking explode. And the problem is, is the same problem with the MSNBC people, is that they, when they talk to these people, they, they think there are actual rules. I can display my evidence, yeah. you can ask for it no more, that kind of thing. These people don't play in that, in that field. They don't. They play street ball. Whatever gets me the most popular on Twitter wins. And I slammed you. Take that, Axios. Damn. Uh, so I might watch that. Um, but good for David Duke. Good for... Uh, well, fuck David Duke. I mean, cause this man literally looks like... He looks like a racist. You know how sometimes you can suspect people of, of racism? He has actual racist facial features. David Duke de- has David Duke has definitely voted no on... Has definitely voted yes on the mutant registration. Oh, yeah thing oh yeah uh with his senator kelly looking ass um this man has the legacy virus <laughs> and everybody who's never read an x-men book is like what the fuck y'all talking about oh oh you, oh you can go a million places with it he's definitely been the bad guy on it on a season of heroes <laughs> you know he's definitely he's he's definitely someone malcolm mcdowell is bases uh, one of his characters off of he's smithers yeah. I mean, not Smithers. Uh, C. Montgomery C. Burns. C. Montgomery Burns from The Simpsons. <laughs> he even fell on the Scott shot, fell on the clock and shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, good for Twitter. Uh, good for people that frequent Twitter. Uh, bad for David Duke, which is good for the rest of humanity because fuck David Duke. Um, good tight. Thank you. Uh, send your racist stories, your real life racist encounters. Along with your listener letters, questions for myself and D. Randall, send all of those things uh, to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Yes. Or you can log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can get in touch with us through any of our social media accounts uh, via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We'll be right back to finish up with the listener letters and the top three STFUs. Mm. You are listening to Houston's most savage most. podcast. 
pour up. And we only get more savage every week. Every week. This has been pretty savage today, actually, I have yeah. to say. Uh, pour up. Pour up, please. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated, and we've—I think we—I think we've been a little overserved. We've had quite a bit of gen- gentleman Jack, and I actually started out. It's yeah. so funny. First, Randall wasn't looking at which bottle he brought. Yeah, he has a personal bottle that he got for his birthday that has his name on it. It is a bottle of, or excuse me, like a decanter. A decanter, yes, sir. Get the name right. <laughs> Is a decanter of uh, Jameson. Jameson. So I heavy poured Jameson on this first <laughs> cup, and it's becoming very clear now that that was Jameson, and this is Gentleman Jack mixing your whiskeys, bro. Man, listen, nothing, it's, it's nothing. been, but it's been a good show because of it. Nothing wrong with that. I ain't gonna lie. Um, so it's time for our listener letters. Uh, but first, yeah, Randall has. Uh, a, I have a review. We have another five star review. This is on what Apple? Uh, on uh, Apple Podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, this review comes from Splacko. Okay. First, what up, Splacko? What up, clearly from Houston. What up, Splacko? First of all, Splacko gave us five stars. Clearly a Houston nigga. Now, reading this review, you know that he's listened to this podcast. Okay. <clears throat> Let's get it. As a light skinned man. <laughs> That's a sick opening. That's yeah. a sick opening. First of all, my condolences. As a as a, <laughs> as a light-skinned man who is A, who A is not problematic. B has a full connecting beard. Hey! Congratulations. Welcome. And C takes advantage of doing nothing when it doesn't concern me. Hey, I love this guy already. Is appreciative of what Oz and D. Randall bring to the realm of podcasting. I'm proud of their amazing success. And this show is hands down, all caps, a favorite of mine. Hey, let's go. This is a manual to learn with, laugh with, and drink to. I ask that you all tell a friend to tell a friend and a few enemies to tune in. Definitely a few enemies. It will change you for the better. Let's go. Thank you, Splacko. Hit him with the air horns. You are an honorary dark-skinned gentleman. (laughs) Thank you, sir. (laughs) For revoking your light-skinned tendencies and coming through in the clutch for your boys. Man. Who did the... I think it was... I don't know if it was the Kappas or the Sigmas. Somebody just made somebody an honorary something. Like Steve Harvey. No, not Steve Harvey. Mm. It was one. I think it was like it was Steve, it D.L. Hughley. It was one of them kings. Steve is a Steve is a Kappa looking ass nigga though. Of course he's a fucking Kappa. Of course. The nigga wear no, don't even start <laughs> wearing his wearing Easter suits for every day of the fucking week. He just looks he just looks like an evil game show host. Yeah. He does. Yeah. We'll we'll talk. Um so I've, I've said it. Now they're gonna cast him for the remake of The Running Man. God damn it! Um, shout out to Richard Dawson, the, the OG Family Feud. The O O O G. The the God, the Family Feud God. That is my favorite game show host of all time. 
because no one has gotten further in their career through sexual harassment than Richard Dawson. <laughs> Overt sexual Overt harassment. Overt sexual harassment. Finger finger fucking chicks during the during the lightning round and shit. Uh. The fuck in front of their husband. Mm. Their husband go home. Richard Dawson finger fucked my wife. Well, I tell you. Anyway, um, we have a listener letter from Mocha Soul. Okay. Um, who writes? It sounds yeah. sounds like a coffee shop compilation, right? One of the old ones. I like, like that. Like 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 in the Love Jones era. Yeah. You know, it's got hopeless on it. Hey man, what y'all playing on the last week? Man, this shit. This some mix called Mocha, Mocha Soul, Soul, something like that. Shit. They say I'm hopeless. A lot of Jill Scott. Right. <laughs> a, lot right. Of, a lot of Badu. A lot of people that a lot of people that we that that we don't remember the name of that were in Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was like 70 niggas in Arrested Development. <laughs> uh, Mo Soul writes, During this pandemic, I noticed a surge of what I like to call black bootstrappers. Mm. My cousin, who I've more or less cut off, is one of them. From her social media pages, all I've heard were things about getting into the stock market, gentrifying our own neighborhoods, and other anti-black rhetoric involving respect about respectability politics and classism. According to her, black folks have done far worse shit to our community than a Trump tweet ever could. So I say all this to ask, has downtime has this downtime emboldened the likes of Terry Crews and my cousin because they believe we will have no choice but to listen to them now? Uh, from Mocha Soul. P.S. I saw someone on Twitter called Terry Crews Muscle Ruckus. <laughs> And my chest caved in. <laughs> Anyways, love the pod, and I appreciate my twin sister for putting me onto it. First of all, well, Muscle did, Ruckus is sick. Is your twin sister's name Latte Soul? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bang, bang. Bang, bang. I'm sorry, y'all. That was corny. Yeah, that was that, corny that, as fuck. Yeah, that wasn't great. All right. Muscle Ruckus is sick. That's, that's, a, that's, that's funny. That's a sick diss. I love that. Uh, someone else called him uh, Jim Crow, J Y M Crow. <laughs> Damn, that was <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Keep the Terry Crews. Oh, that motherfucker. Oh, that asshole. So, um, to answer your question, yes, this is exactly what has happened. Because I have said many times that I hope when when outside opens up for real again in Texas, I never have to hear generational wealth ever the fuck again all these black bootstrappers getting their shit off now randall does not see as much as this as i do because he doesn't social media like that thank god but there are a couple of posts like this making the fucking rounds like the one about because you know the unemployment has inspired the the ben- the additional benefits have expired mm-hmm. and they're trying to get us they're trying to hook uh, the Republicans want to run instead of six hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Yeah, that ain't really gonna do shit. Which ain't gonna do a bitch ass thing. And every economist on the planet has said that's a bad idea, and the economy will tank. Having said that, there are posts making the rounds now. It's like, well, if you didn't save your money and start your own L- your own business and get your own LLC, then you deserve to be poor. Mm, okay. See, first of all. They don't have an understanding of what being poor means. Let me just say that. They don't understand what being poor means because poor means you can't save. Poor means you have to spend every available dollar. That's what poor is. 
Second of all, more to your question, yes, motherfuckers like this, when people ain't got shit else to do, and when and when people like this take advantage of you being in a presumably being in a certain position of uh, poverty, this is how this is how the pyramid schemes have gotten over for years. Mm-hmm. You notice you've only ever met pyramid scheme people uh, at, in college. You run into them in college. You run into them. Um, in low-income joints, uh, people used to come. I mean, I used to come to the bookstore all the time. I used to think of, I I really thought a chick was trying to holler at me. She was like, "You seem like you." And they always open up like this. You seem like you got a good personality. You seem like you're really well-spoken, and you know you have a lovely voice. Um, Do you want this dick? I was like, <laughs> she wants the D. And no, and she was like, "Well, you should come to this party at my mentor's house." Nope. And I knew right away nope. what she was trying to sell me, so I had to walk away from her. I don't want to see anybody's mentors. They either do that, or they try to inv- they try to invite me to their church's singles night. <laughs> they love that one. You know, I had a semi falling out with some of my coworkers because they we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I forgot yeah. what what's the what's the name of that new of that pyramid scheme that people are doing now, where they all contribute. A certain amount of money a, to a pot. A, it's either it's a susu or a loom. Yeah, yeah. I got I got invited to one of those uh, last week, which is Swahili for pyramid scheme. And I yeah, <laughs> and I I declined, and they were like, "Why would you want to decline when everyone's getting paid out of it?" And I Man. I just asked a simple question of what happens when one person stops participating, and they were like, "Well, why are you why are you introducing <laughs> doubt into it?" And I was like. I wish y'all the best, man. Um, let me know how it goes. You knew exactly what time it was. Get and the fuck out of here. I, I worked in the financial services industry for 15 years. So anyway, um, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you no, still, no, 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 were you no. Still, were you still answering? Not really, no. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with Oz on that. Um, here's, here's, here's a simple, understated fact that can explain a lot of it. We have a lot of idle time on our hands right now. Because yep. there are a lot of things that we normally do to occupy our time that are not there, which is a prime environment for people to start smelling their own shit. Yep. Right now. Because um, basically, if you have a job and or insurance, you're golden. Right. And I and I, I am very thankful for the privilege of having both. Um, I don't rub it in anyone's face. And I'm going to tell you why. In 2008, in October, October 31st, 2008, to be example. Uh, to be to be exact, I'm sorry. I'm drunk. Um, I was laid off from my job, and at the time, I was working for a a large banking institution. Okay. Um, this was in the crux of the recession, the Great Recession of 07-08. Gotcha. And I was laid off because of it. Um, and because of uh, because of that. I had to go on unemployment. And I remember, I remember around the time a lot of people got laid off from their jobs too. Like the whole, the whole mortgage and financial services industry started crashing. So there were a lot of people who were unemployed, who were unemployed, not even as bad as it is now. And I remember at that time, people going, well, if you find yourself in this position, 
You just need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. This is a great time to start a business. This is a great time to do this, that, and the third. Suck my dick by your bootstraps. So what I started doing back then when people started saying that dumb shit was, oh, great. Thank you for your advice. Tell me what you are doing. What type of business are you running right now? Oh, well, I mean, I'm just saying if I was in your position, that's what I would do. No, tell me what business you are running right now and show me how successful you are the at it. The whole argument crumbles from there on. Right. And, and and the best that a lot of them can say was like, even back then, like, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a social media influencer or I'm an SEO person and a all this. Brand ambassador. Yeah, all that Suck shit. So first of all, I'm, I'm going to say this, and this is not to not to shame anyone in any of these industries. If you tell people that you are a business owner or that you're in business for yourself or that you work for yourself and you're a fucking influencer and you make your money from clicks and likes, fuck you. That is not, I'm, I'm sorry, when you talk about contributing money and giving back to the community and all this other, these other fucking keywords that people talk about, if your money comes from fucking clicks and likes, then fuck you. That's not a fucking job. That's a source of income. It's not a job. It's not something that... It's, it's, it's not a career. It's not a career. Fuck you. Fuck you. How about just file an LLC? Guess what? You know what happens when you file an LLC? You receive a certificate saying that you have an LLC. That's it. That doesn't make you a business person overnight. What makes you a business person is a plan, strategy, and fucking execution. Shut the fuck up. And you know what, what hinders that? When you're unemployed and you, you, you're two weeks away from getting kicked out the house and you need money now. Nigga ain't got time for a fucking business plan to, to pay rent in two weeks. I don't have time to, to label myself a fucking business card CEO in two weeks and make this rent. I need to make this money now. Fuck and, you. And it's because they hear these stories on TV about people that, uh, about uh, movie stars and shit that went to LA with $5 in their pocket. You do it. You do it. Everybody, because for every person like Dwayne Johnson, I think that was him. Dwayne Johnson went to went to uh, Hollywood with like $5 in his pocket or some shit. Dwayne Johnson's father was a professional wrestler. This is this too. That and that and that's another part of that not what you know, but who you know. Right. And a lot of people get there by who you know. And so he, I guarantee you he had some connection. Yes, yes, The Rock worked to get where he was, but he was also the son of a of a of a very well known professional wrestler. So he was gonna get that shot regardless. Rest in peace, Rocky Johnson. Yeah. The next time somebody tells you what you should be doing during this time, first of all, tell them to eat a black owned dick. And then I have a lot of energy because my wife is not here. You, you tell me you're a black dick. And then you ask them what the fuck they're doing right now. Show me your LLC. LLC is a public domain. Show me your LLC. Show me what you've been doing. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll believe you. We got to start asking people Hold on. to show their LLC. Show me your credentials now. As a matter of fact, just like on Wolf of So, you know, I just recently saw Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Where, where Jonah Hill tells Leonardo DiCaprio right there, if you show me a paycheck for $70,000 this month, I will quit my job right the fuck now. Yes. Tell him that. The whole conversation crumbles from there. Show me a pay stub that, that came from your LLC. And I'll quit my job right the fuck now. Well, I don't have a job, so whatever. But. Y'all are just as bad as these people talking about, well, if you, if, you, if you find yourself poor, then what you just need to do is 
get a better job. Guess you, what? You have to visualize. Not everybody in this world is going to get a fucking better job. It's if, true. If everybody had a quote unquote good job, most of the shit that you motherfuckers expect to be available for you would not be available. You would not be able to get a waiter in a restaurant. You yep. would not be able to get anything done in fucking CVS or the fucking grocery store. Yep. So <coughs> That's how capitalism works. So y'all need to stop. Capitalism creates an underclass uh, to benefit the rich and the super rich. We have the most people unemployed since the Great Depression. And you sitting up here talking about LLC. You can file a 300. LLCs cost $350, by the way. Jesus Christ. Do you think? Do you think? If I'm, if I have no more these shirts, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These, these shirts do you as well as an LLC right now. I'm just saying. I yeah. need some water, goddamn. So uh, hopefully that answers your question. It, it, it didn't. Oh no. I mean it did. Uh, it did. Uh, we. I think we covered it. Fuck. Fuck these black bootstrappers. They ain't got shit else to do, um, and they're finding ways to occupy their time, which is usually um, trolling the fuck out of reasonable adults. Um, so thank you, Mocha Soul. Please send your listener letters uh, to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com uh, or, like I said, opinionswhileblack.com will also do you. It was, there's any number of ways to get in touch with us. For re- hey, can I throw something in? Do it. While y'all are getting in touch with us, for real, I, look, y'all, um, fuck it up my throat because I don't yell like that. <laughs> If y'all have like any financial, like for, like for real, like financial questions, any type of shit like that, man. I did 15 years in the industry. I was a financial advisor. I was a small business banker and everything. I worked in a private bank. If y'all want some real ass answers to these type of questions, just holler at your boy. I'll answer that shit on air. Man, we're going to do a segment. Fuck it. Black business segment. Let's do it. Ask, ask me anything. I don't give ask a fuck. Ask Randall. Anything business related. Ask real I mean really ask us anything. But definitely ask us something business related. Randall's probably got the answer. If he doesn't know, he'll probably be able to find the answer very quickly. Because I'm tired of y'all being misinformed about this shit. Yeah, man. Um we got that's another thing. That's another thing that we have to work on in year three. We have to we have to break up some of this misinformation. Yep. Um a lot of po- a, a lot of podcasts, not even just podcasts. Let me get a, let me not say that. A lot of content creators really get by on telling y'all shit that they don't mean. We don't want to be one of those people. We get our jokes off, and it's very clear when we're getting our jokes off, but we don't want to be people telling you things that we don't mean uh, when it comes down to serious topics. Um, So, yeah, uh, that's definitely something I want to do in year three is break up some of this bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's for another day. It is time for the top three Mm -hmm. STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? We have runners up, Bow Wow, um, who's pretty much a runner up in life. Um, <laughs> you know, always a always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Um, Bow Wow had he he had feelings about Timbaland, saying that he didn't have enough music, enough enough hits to be in a versus battle. I mean, he gotta eat that L, Mister One Park, Mister One Six and Park gotta eat that L. Name one Bow Wow song off memory. Don't look, anybody. I'll wait. And if you can't do it, you're probably twenty five. 
You're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> um, yeah, so Bow Wow got to eat that L. Um, and he getting a little too old and thick in the face to be having those discussions. Um, Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic. So he did not kneel during the opening. It was the oh. opening game. Yeah, the opening game for his team. and The NBA is back, the opening game. Playing. Everybody kneeled during the national anthem. He stood up and was not wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Poor Taylor Rooks. Taylor Rooks asked in an interview <clears throat> why he stood up and why he did not wear a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, the answer, I can't tell you the answer because I don't understand the answer because the answer was a word salad of bullshit. Basically, he like something, something, Jesus Christ. His answer was by where wearing a shirt is not going to affect the outcome of the movement. Right. And he said he doesn't kneel because he believes in Jesus Christ <clears throat> and the gospel. So when asked why or what Jesus Christ had to do with Black Lives Matter, he could not articulate himself. He did. He he said that's covered in the Bible. He said, you know, according to the Bible and, and according to Jesus, oh, he said according to the gospel and according to Jesus, um, you know, black lives are covered there. As a matter of fact, everybody's lives, I put in parentheses, all lives. Um, I mean, Jesus was also black, so I'm yeah, sure he wouldn't uh, want the police to kill him. Let me say this. The police actually did kind of kill him. He was killed by the state, yes. Yeah. So, So let me say this. Let me say this. If if we are if we are really people who are about free speech and freedom of expression. Yeah. Okay. If we are supportive of someone like Colin Kaepernick taking a knee when it is uncomfortable to do so because of his belief in in doing so, then I also have to be respectful of Jonathan Isaac's decision to stand when it's uncomfortable to do so when everybody else is doing just the opposite. Sure. I may not agree with his message. Sure. But I respect his 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 right to express himself in the way that he decides to do so. But here's where I call bullshit. I call bullshit when A, you don't have the ability to articulate what it is that you stand for, quite literally. When Kaepernick was going through this a few years ago, Kaepernick stated very clearly, I am doing this as a protest against injustice and police brutality. Yep. And until I live in a country that respects that, I am not going to stand for this flag. Very clear, very concise, even though people in the media picked up on it and tried to bastardize uh, his message. Yeah, warped it. So in, in Jonathan's case, although I respect his right to express himself in the way that he does... What I cannot express, what I cannot respect is A, his lack of conviction in what it is that he's doing, and B, his own understanding of what the fuck he's doing. My thing is, if, if, I'm talking about me, and I'm at a different maturity level than he is right now. He's obviously young. I think he's like 19 years old. He's very young. So fully understanding that he's at a different maturity level than I am, if there is a message that I disagree on. Let's say that I let's say that I did not agree with Black Lives Matter in the way that other people are, and I un, and I understand that the league is making this message. I personally would probably, much like Kaepernick did, by the way, sure, I will stand off to the side 
and protest out of view. Maybe. Because y'all got to remember, Kaepernick was Kaepernick was off to the side for weeks doing this shit before anybody noticed. It's true. So it, that's me. Just out of respect to everyone else, I would be off on the side doing my own thing. My thing is, he decided to, to stand up in, in the, the middle. middle, front and center, so he's trying to make a statement. If you're going to do that, you need to have the conviction and the understanding of what the fuck it is that you're doing. Me, I would have just been like, I don't kneel before anyone but God. And people would have been like, okay. And here's the other thing. And this is the other thing is that if you can't formulate that in a, in a coherent way, yeah. you, you can always say nothing. You can always the, say nothing. You can always say nothing, and especially that's a, that's, a, that's a popular thing right now. There have been times when Cam didn't want to say shit. Russell Westbrook yep. didn't want to say shit. Marshawn Lynch made a whole <laughs> career and and yeah. really upped his and really upped his net worth out of it. I prefer to keep that to myself. And you can just repeat the same thing, and they can keep asking you shit. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Right. You can always say nothing. Nobody's gonna hold that against. Nobody's gonna hold that against you per se. Right. The people that do hold it against you, we don't really care about them. Like Jason Whitlock's gonna have something to Fuck say. Him. But fuck him. The most disturbing thing, before you move forward, the most disturbing thing about this whole situation with Jonathan Isaac is that I just realized that they never retired Penny Hardaway's number. He's wearing Penny Hardaway's old number. That is his number. That is the biggest travesty of this whole shit. That is some bullshit. Uh, Fuck you, Jonathan Isaac, (laughs) for wearing Penny's number. Uh, Another runner-up is uh, former President William Jefferson Clinton. He got his shit off. And uh, he was at John Lewis's uh, funeral, and he he had a, he he made a little speech, and he threw some Stokely Carmichael shade in there. He's still trying to do that, huh? Man, we don't look, we, and we don't have to spend a whole bunch of time on William Jefferson Clinton, Mm-mm. but it is damning that somebody that was so embraced by the community feels so comfortable to get their shit off in this way. You can respect John Lewis without disrespecting Stokely Carmichael. Was he is he still saying that shit about like the Black Panthers um rise being contrary to the the nonviolent movement of Martin Luther King and shit. Because that's the kind of like, shit he was saying it, before. It was the kind of thing it was like, well, some people's politics lean a little more towards Stokely Carmichael. I prefer John Lewis kind of thing. Which is damning in my book. Guess what, Bill? They were both necessary to achieve what was achieved. Real talk. Real talk. We need the extremist people to. Without Stokely Carmichael, you would not have had the black vote in 1992. (laughs) So so just... Or in 1996. So just feel that. Okay? If it were not for for Stokely Carmichael, you would not be getting your dick sucked in the White House. (laughs) Just the big facts. You You know, as we're doing this podcast... Hashtag Bill Clinton is a pedo is is uh, trending. Well, they got some pictures of him with Epstein. They got some pictures of him at a couple of parties with a couple of girls that don't look of age. They they the they, truth is coming out. Elaine Maxwell must be getting us shit off. They they unsealed Elaine Maxwell's documents and you know, oh oh, dirty Bill. He was on a couple of those flight manifests to Orgy Island. And we're running a little, a little over time. But, ah, fuck it. Y'all like this anyway. (laughs) Shit. But, let me just say, I I tried to watch the Epstein documentary on Netflix. Mm -hmm. 
I got about 10 minutes in. That was basically all I needed to see. They opened up. Yes, just letters. Uh, they open. They open up for those of you who have not seen the, the um, that have that have not seen the documentary. They open up with him doing a deposition, <laughs> and they ask, "Have you ever been charged uh, with a criminal? Yeah, have you ever been charged with a cr- with a crime?" And he says, "Yes." What were those charges? Uh, prostitution and soliciting minors. They ask him. Uh, how many minors did you solicit? He says, I invoked the Fifth Amendment. Mm. Have you ever solicited a minor in the state of Texas? Same answer. I plead the Fifth. F-I-F. He said, uh, have you ever po- have you ever uh, solicited a minor in the state of New Mexico? It went down the line. Same answer. State by state. He literally <laughs> said every time. Same answer. Have you ever solicited minors in Paris? Same answer. And then got up and walked out and said, I am terminating the deposition. Mm. Honestly, that's all I need to see. That's all I need to see. Anything else was just a lot of women that he took advantage of crying, and I couldn't watch that. Uh, you know, they provided some additional photographic evidence. Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. And a couple of people that were coerced into helping him. Including Ghislaine Maxwell, who is now under uh, she's under arrest. I mean, she's she, now she's under being, arrest. She's being held, and I think they just found they just confirmed for sure that she was definitely messing around uh, with children. According to the documents and testimonies, oh, she, it's gonna be a she hot ha- time. She helped to recruit them. Just you know, it's gonna be a hot time on the Beltway. Just Ooh. hope you know. Hopefully, they have her on a better suicide watch than they did Epstein. Hopefully, they have her on suicide watch at all because that's not yeah. what happened with Jeffrey Epstein. That is correct. Um, and and the last runner up is just hilarious. She was trying to make jokes about Megan Thee Stallion getting shot. Let me tell you something. If Fifty Cent has to apologize. For for some shit he said, which never happens. It's time for you to shut the fuck up. Just hilarious. You are literally the third funniest person on the Lil Rail show that is now canceled. Oh damn! That 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 puts okay. you behind Lil Rail and Sinbad. That's why I've never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> Sinbad's funnier than you. Lil Rail and Sinbad are funnier than you. Um. All the you notice all the Instagram people are getting are just slowly getting uh, sent back to Instagram because she right behind B Simone. Mm. Um, both of them gonna be at them job fairs looking for them nine to fives they hate. Um, just hilarious. Shut the fuck up. And sixty to seventy percent of your wigs aren't cute. Wow. Um, number three in the top three is the anti Bayhive. We talked about this earlier. I switched it at the last minute. No, um, uh, we talked about this before. The anti-Bayhive is getting nasty. Y'all saying a lot of stupid shit about Black is King that y'all don't really... That either y'all don't believe or y'all are too, unin- y'all are too uninformed about. Um, being mad because Beyonce did not save all of Africa um, just so she could make Black is King is an unfair thing to lay at her doorstep. It's a nasty thing to lay at her doorstep. Um, Beyonce has never professed to be 100% educated about the world's ails. 
Um, she is somebody that has just really come into her wokeness. And the, pro the one of the problems in the community is that this is how we treat people that come into their wokeness late. We pick them apart instead of instead of taking them and helping them and educating them and sending them literature about this is what's happening here. This is this is the reality about what's going on here. And honestly, I don't trust half of y'all, more than half of y'all to do that because half of it's misinformation. And half of y'all getting out everything you learn from Cannon's class and Umar Johnson. What they're also forgetting is that she is an entertainer, first and foremost. Like, and, and, and this is, this is uh, taking morality out of it for a moment. She doesn't have an obligation by means of her profession. Not at all. She doesn't have an obligation to do a shred of any of the charitable stuff that she does. Because um, no. the thing is, if we expect that of her, then we should expect that of everybody. Everybody, whether you're a celebrity or not, rich or poor, you should you should expect people to give proportionately if that's the case. Facts. But she does. More than mother any of you motherfuckers ever will. Shut the fuck up. Quit chasing clicks. And mind your fucking business. Quit chasing clicks. That's the that is what that's exactly what it is. Google AdSense ain't paying that good. It's really not. At all. Mind your fucking business. Number two is that weird doctor lady from Houston. Oh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Stella Emanuel. Stella Emanuel, this batshit crazy black woman. Uh, that uh, what's her name? Uh, Trump has. This is all part of the new narrative to delegitimize Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci is sick of you, motherfuckers. I don't even come up with this shit about uh, about now you have to now you have to wear the fucking um, the goggles. Ain't nobody wearing goggles. Look, man. Fauci, I'm telling you, he's just going to start suggesting random shit just to fuck with Trump. And just to scare the shit out of Trump. Just, just going to start trolling him like Eddie from the Five Heartbeats. <laughs> I had to show that motherfucker what time it was. He's, I'm telling you, Fauci's sick of all this bullshit. So, Stella Emanuel is one of the three people um, that um, believes in Trump's miracle drug that miracle vaccine for uh i i'm not even gonna try to pronounce that shit um that believes in trump's miracle miracle oh, you're vaccine talking about, uh, that he has stock in hydroxychloroquine yes that he totally has stock in and is trying to shove down everybody's fucking throat i knew that shit was 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 off base when when they when they first announced it and my mother was like i actually take that for my rheumatoid arthritis she has like slight arthritis in her hand she's like i take that for arthritis the fuck and remember my mother was a virologist for like 33 years. years so she's like um i don't know about that but here's and I, again i don't mean to cut you off no, no 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 there are two things that i realized when those doctors were paraded out first of all their jackets are too clean and too fresh out the box. Like they look like paid actors in that bitch. Real talk. Second, they all look like they went to Everest College. Second of all, this is another thing that people have to understand as well. Okay, um, le even if they were reputable doctors, doctors, medical doctors, do not do the research to determine what things are good or bad for you. Yes. Scientists do that. Correct. People who actually study scientists, science and experiment and test things, they're the ones who actually come up with 
this works, this does not work. And based on their scientific findings and years of research and analysis, they pass that information on to doctors. Doctors only prescribe what they're told to prescribe. Doctors do not do the testing to see what works. There are all the research has already been done. Doctors are just instruments of scientific policy. They are the middleman. Right. Okay. They 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 diagnose you, yeah. and they pro- excuse me, and they provide a resolution based on what's been told works for them. Facts. So if you're going to listen to testimony from anyone about anything like this, it has to be a scientist, not a doctor. And specifically, definitely not Stella Emanuel. Not a doctor who believes that alien DNA has been infused. <laughs> not a doctor who believes that certain certain diseases in women are caused by them having dreams about having sex with demons. These are things that she actually believes in. And your auntie's president <laughs> retweeted this bullshit. These are the same people that believe in that pandemic video. It, same people. Same, same people. people. They just try to get a new lie off. <laughs> not believing in it at all didn't work for them. So now they believe it, but they believe they only believe it from these fucking lunatics like this. Look, Trump wants to get Dr. Fauci out of there, and he thinks that this is his this is his new diamond and silk. You know, Diamond and Silk is basically the fuck out the fuck out of there. So he thinks this is his this is his new uh black friend. This ain't it. This ain't it. Don't never don't never trust no doctor with split ends like this. Don't never trust a doctor Yeah, don't trust no doctor with split ends like this. Mm. Shut the fuck up, uh Stella Emanuel. And everybody else who was out there with her, not just her. All the right, all these people next to her who are all white. Got to get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, fuck all of them. Is that her? Wait, is 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 that her? Is that her her office? Yeah, her office is in this. It's a in, strip mall. Yeah, right. And her church, the, the church that she runs, is also in the same strip I, mall. I guarantee there's a cricket store three three doors down. I know there is. If I would, if I had time, I would have Google mapped that shit, man. And I would have done the street view. The number one man. Okay, the number one person. She has a neon open sign. <laughs> At her doctor's office. <laughs> Wait. There's no partitions for doctor-patient confidentiality? None. When you walk in that bitch, you're right there next to the income tax store. You looking at you are looking at somebody getting their pap smear just walking by. Yeah, you're right. There's, there's, there's got to be a cricket store next door. The number one person <laughs> that needs to shut the fuck up is a returning champion who goes by the name of Terry Crews. I really thought Terry Crews was gonna be off the. I really thought he was gonna be off the list this week. I really did. I was really hoping, but Terry Crews, if nothing else, he is persistent. Terry Crews is trying to reclaim the word coon. I will repeat that. Terry Crews is trying to reclaim the word coon. What the fuck did he say this shit meant? What the fuck? What, what did he say? What did he say? The coon thing was. Claim, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Claim your own. What, no, what? no. Conquer our own negativity. <laughs> Conquer. Crows, 
he's hanging on by a very thin Our thread. Own. And I, and I almost dig it. Negativity. It's 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 the that's the name of this podcast. Conquer our own negativity. It has to be. Um, Terry Crews is a lunatic. He's officially fallen into lunatic status. Um, it's not even a. I'm not even amazed by the things he's saying. I'm just amazed by the by the fact that he's been denounced. He has been renounced. People have, I'm pretty sure Kanye quit his fucking, well, no, he's probably still running. Hey, he don't know. Chance actually stopped backing Kanye because he saw Terry Crews backed him. That's... And he's still going. It's just, he just refuses to get out of the way. He's that person online that, he's Talib Kweli, but in real life, Talib Kweli... <laughs> will just not leave it alone until somebody suspends his Twitter. That's Terry Crews. Except nobody can suspend his swole ass. Except maybe his wife. I don't even think he cares about that anymore. He does. Oh, he, he well, I was I gonna, say I was going to say something probably. I bet anything if Terry if, if, if Terry Crews's wife uh puts a uh, puts a padlock on the pussy. I bet. I bet this shit'll be over. You know it. <laughs> I bet anything. This shit'll be you over. You know it. You know, there's that story about people about about that village in Africa that was where people were fighting, and all the women just stopped fucking the men. Yeah, and ended the war. And that was that was the basis for what was that movie in Chicago? Chirac. Uh, Chirac. That yeah, is? that's what it, that's what Chirac was based on. Man, that was, just poorly executed. From what man, I man, don't get me started on Spike. Um, Terry Crews, you are exactly the kind of motherfucker. You at this point, you don't need. It's not even about what you believe or don't believe. You're just derailing everything happening with these conversations. Just your existence is now a derailment of everything productive that could be happening with the Black Lives Matter conversations. Now is because you're not even because you're not even focused on police brutality anymore. You're just focused on saying more shit. Out here going in for you. <laughs> Look, man, it was all good when when a dude grabbed your nuts and and people felt sorry for you, man. But uh, which should not have happened. Not you know that that con- now that that conversation is no no longer about you or includes you. Um, You're just trying to find a way to stay relevant. Look, man, I see. What if what if anti Beyonce people? This is what you look like, by the way. Terry Crews, what what would have happened if people had this same energy about you when you were when you were trying to, you know, see, and, and this this is the part that pisses me off because one thing that he did during the Me Too movement was that he was one of the people he was a catalyst for illustrating that yes, this can include sexual assault or sexual abuse performed on men as well, and we were like, right. see, you see how shit can you know shit can happen like that when you don't expect it. And he's having trouble understanding how, like, we can have a very pointed conversation about how black lives are being affected adversely. And he's like, well, fuck your message. Um, A man grabbed my nuts before. Have y'all forgotten that yet? And we're like, nigga, um, fuck you. And it's a waste. It's a waste because there are other people who could be telling their stories and you're just de- and you're just derailing and delegitimizing. There are other men who could be telling their stories. You know, on that versus DMX 
told people that he was basically molested when he, he was 13. He did say that. I have not seen one think piece about it. He did say that. And it, it feels like the energy was the energy was just taken away because you are just out here saying kooky lunatic shit. You're you're not even it's not even entertaining anymore. You're just a fucking nuisance at this point. My question is what point are you trying to make? Or are you just being what is contrarian? Your end game? Yeah, what are you just being a contrarian? And and it goes back again to people who criticize the beehive. Okay, so you disagree with this. What are you trying to say? What do you want to come from this? What do you want to come from this? What would you consider a productive discourse? And are you achieving that productive discourse through the things you're saying and through the way you're engaging people? When people tell you that Black Lives Matter, do you disagree with that? Do you disagree that people are being affected disproportionately by police violence? What is the part that triggers you into saying the things that you're saying? Right. And if you can't answer... If you can't answer any of those fucking questions, we're going to keep calling you coon. And we're going to keep calling you a fucking coon and you can just shut the fuck up. We don't even we don't even want to we don't even care about agreeing or disagreeing with you. You just get, you can feel however you want to feel at this point. We just want you to shut the fuck up and get out of the way so re, so people can have a real discourse. Stop taking HGH, man. <laughs> I'm cooning for you. Look at the cool. <laughs> Terry Crews, get some of that creatine out your system. Drink some, drink some water. Get that creatine out your system. Uh, work a, off some of that water weight. Eat a carb, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. This is gonna have a whole new perspective. If he eat a carb. I already know. This is gonna turn into a. This is gonna turn to straight John Henry in this bitch. He gonna, he gonna start loving black women. <laughs> They're going to eat one slice of bread and be like, I just had the worst dream ever. I dreamt I was a coon. Oh, I dreamt I was married to a white woman. Oh, my God. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, Terry Crews. Go fuck yourself, bro. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, We did. God, we did a fucking podcast. We, we did. This is, we, and they like this shit. That's what gets me. The, 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 the listenership is up 50%. That's what, that's what gets me. <laughs> Team Oz, this has been an amazing weekend. This has been an amazing... It's been a, July was an amazing month. I want to make August that much more amazing. And y'all are doing it. Y'all are, y'all are following the rules. Y'all are breaking... The first two rules of Fight Club, and I love it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. To tell an enemy. <laughs> to, and tell an enemy. Get an enemy in there. Get an enemy in there. You got a message for them? I'll, I'll do it. I'll tell them, I'll tell them to go fuck themselves. I'll tell them you fucking that girl. What oh. that girl look like? I'll fuck her. Oh, we're going to put you on cameo then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and this is how you support black content. And I'm, I'm very proud um, to be a part of that, I'm, I'm, there are a lot of people that, that I see now that are out there doing the work, that are out there um, promoting black content. Not just mine. Um, there's a there's a member of Team Oz to this day who every week, most days in the week, is promoting some sort of black content. Mm. Um, is support is supporting some sort of black content that they read. Is passing on information, protest uh, for uh, activists and protesters, mm-hmm. um, all the time, literally every day, every week. 
um, non-black people. And it shows wow. that people are listening to this shit and getting it. And I never thought that somebody would get it based on some shit they heard on this podcast. We have white listeners buying shirts that say opinions while black. Real talk. And, and, and listen, we got some shirts for y'all. We got some shirts coming for y'all. I'm going to tell them about that off air. We got some shirts coming for our white listeners. I think y'all are going to love them. <laughs> I really do. If y'all are really a part of the joke, I think y'all are going to love it. I definitely have something special. Until then, um, we will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. You have heard episode 98 yes. of Opinions Wild Black. Wow. Damn. 98 episodes in the can. Damn. I have been Oz. And I cannot fully support Beyonce until all light-skinned niggas have fully connecting beards. <laughs> Do that, Beyonce. <laughs> before you fix Africa. She gonna make all right. She gonna she gonna make Nathan's beard grow. All right. <laughs> she gonna make Nathan's beard grow. Uh Issa gonna fuck the shit out of her next season. Um until then, as always in parting, titties. God damn it, light skin.